Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Play it on your smart speakers and download the podcast. Whether you listen or not, we get credit. Presented by Progressive Insurance, all phone guests join on the Goodyear hotline. So, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. Morning for the third time. Morning, yeah, morning, morning. morning. But, but there are people just joining us. It's Monday no, I'm morning. I'm saying to man. you. I'm not well, saying okay. morning to the people. Morning to the people. But this is the first time for this hour. But this is the third time yes, this morning. Is. Good morning so, to the people. We are we are in Groundhog's Day a little bit. But, you know, we're going to do it again. Um, Key, that you knew me. this was coming today. Dak Prescott. In your top bucket of quarterbacks. And he's going to stay there. He's going to – okay. Here is Dak Prescott after the game because the Cowboys held on to win in spite of Dak's best efforts to give the game away. Held on to beat Washington and basically wrap up the NFC East, but it got hairy. Here's Dak Prescott after the game on what he thought of the win over the Washington football team. Good team win. Um uh, obviously, we've got we've got to do a better job of finishing on offense. But uh, credit to our defense, um, two two turnovers that I had, they they got the ball right back, and uh, that, that's what all, all I can ask for. That's all you can ask for is an offense. But as you said, got going pretty early, um, got got a good lead, but then we've just got to we've got to be able to, to to finish it off and not let him back in the game. Key, he's still in your top bucket, huh? Yeah, well, so should I take Aaron Rodgers out of the bucket after week one? Rodgers, should, should, that's the, 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 question, the question I asked you. Should I take him out after week one? No. Okay. Should I take Tom Brady out after uh, struggling against the New England Patriots in New England? Dak also those guys. Sw- that, but I'm just asking you. No, the answer is no. Okay. So should I take Patrick Mahomes out of the bucket? Nope. That, that So – why should I take him out of the bucket after two subpar games? Several that, reasons. That number one, one several reasons. Number one, he's he's demonstrably inferior quarterback to the three you just mentioned in terms of his career accomplishments, mm-hmm. the numbers he puts up, all that stuff. And number two, hasn't been at it long enough. Like these guys, the, everyone you mentioned won Super Bowls, won MVPs. Dak hasn't done either one of those two things. And, 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 and everyone won Super Bowl and MVPs, and they all got paid after that. He got paid before that because they believe he's the guy, just like I do, that can take him to the promised land. So you don't you – don't, because somebody has a bad game, all of a sudden take him out of a bucket. Just because you don't, you don't seem as a top-tier quarterback, or maybe Jay doesn't like him for whatever reasons because he's listening to other people, I have no idea. But I know one thing. Jay always listening to other people. I'm always, I like him. thought on my own. I, I like him. And there's several other people that like him that work at the station and other stations. And I think he belongs in the bucket. Doesn't mean he belongs in y'all bucket. Mm-hmm. See, That's so funny how things get framed. I, you don't like somebody because you don't have them in the top three bucket. Like top with, four. With no, Aaron top Rodgers, bucket with the with five Aaron best Rodgers quarterbacks. and Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. That means I don't like Dak Prescott. I love Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott has a chance to pierce that conversation. I just never start him off in that conversation because he got paid that way. That's just my opinion on it. Well, they don't, they, they don't people, usually apparently. pay you in the league unless you that dude. They Carson don't, they don't Wentz just, and Jared Goff got paid. They were, that, they were those dudes yeah, when they got paid. NBA players that got paid. That we're not talking about dude. the NBA, though. In the we're NFL. talking about the NFL. Let's stay the NFL right. quarterback. Carson Wentz got yeah, paid. We're not, we're not talking. And Carson Wentz helped lead his team to a Super Bowl. 
Well, okay. he was very good in the regular season, even winning the playoffs. But I hear you. He's part of he the helped. Team. So you're trying to say the reason that they wasn't in the position to get the first round by is because of Nick Foles? No, that was Carson Wentz. That, that, so my point is, they, he helped lead his team to a Super Bowl. Mm. So therefore, they rewarded him, much like Jared Goff. Much like Jared Goff. Yeah, but 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 that's something that hasn't done. And Carson Wentz looks like he's getting ready to lead the in, the Indianapolis Colts on a run to try to get back to the Super but, Bowl. But that's but that's something that Dak hasn't done. He hasn't led his team in a, on a deep playoff and run. Based on and based on the way that they pay him, tells me that he is on the verge of doing such things. But here's the problem with that logic, to me, Key. That that logic assumes that teams never make mistakes on big contracts to quarterbacks, but we know they have made mistakes. So the, the, the presence of the money alone suggests they're I, I've hoping never seen, that that's I've the never case. seen a team. I've never seen a team in my eyes, in my career, both on the field and off the field, and been doing this 17 years now on television or something like that. I've never seen a team pay a guy who's been consistent throughout his career and continuing to elevate, make a mistake on that guy. One-year wonders, they make mistakes on. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Um, One-year wonders, oh, they make mistakes Goff on. was a mistake. That was a mistake. They paid, mm, they paid like, really, he got to a Super really, Bowl. It wasn't, and it, really, it wasn't really a mistake. I think so. That wasn't a mistake. Because if they wanted to, they could have still do the They could be in the same position they are this year with Jared Goff. Mm, but they didn't believe that. You know, they moved on. What's the they, difference? Well, they believe that they can't win a Super Bowl with the dude. But what's the difference? But they're in the same position, Max. Well, I mean, well, Stafford, the Stafford's got a jacked-up back right now. Oh, God, here and we Stafford, go. By the way, never, the interesting never, thing is – Never mind. The thin never thing mind. is Goff the, went to the same team Stafford was just on. And, and in the same go, position. No, nah, but they have one win on the season. Stafford same position. Like, oh, Stafford was winning games. It's the same position. You ain't going to the playoffs. You're not winning the same position, Max. Well, because Stop. one guy can't overcome – Stafford's not good enough you're to not turn about a, a winless what, what or you're not about team. to do. What you're not about – to do to us try to convince me that the Rams, if they had Jared Goff, they wouldn't be in the same spot in a must-win situation in Arizona tonight. I think they'd be a little worse off, actually, uh, with Jared uh, Goff. But anyway, that Prescott belongs in that bucket. All right, so you still have Dak in the bucket. Meantime, he threw some kind of, like, one particularly bizarre interception. What does he have to do, Key? Like, how does he address the kind of game he just had? Well, he's got to clean it up. He's got to go back. He's got to look at the film. He's got to recognize what they're doing to him on defense. And, and to me, it, it, it's starting to feel like he's not comfortable with something. What that something is, I haven't put a finger on it yet. But just watching the ill-advised throw, I don't know if it's the, the little bit of pressure, the little bit of flash color in his eyes that he sees that makes him do something with the football other than what he should do. But the last couple games, he's had some off throws. But – He's also had some pretty damn good throws. The one to Gallup in the back of the end zone, toe touched last week. I mean, when you start to look at some of the things that he's doing, you're like, oh, okay. But then there's a few that you go, hey, man, you can't do that. Now, if he doesn't clean that up, just like a lot of quarterbacks that make mistakes or players that make mistakes, if you don't clean it up, you'll find yourself sitting in the stands with us in, January, in February at the Super Bowl. So when you say clean it up, you're, you're talking about just, just going over what mistakes you made and, and trying to correct same thing, them? Same thing Patrick Mahomes did, self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes realized I can't take the deep chances down the field, ill-advised throws that are getting intercepted. What did he do? He cleaned it up. 
So now he looks like a quarterback that we thought he would potentially what be. What I find interesting about that, Jay, but, is – But because yep. you're so in love and so enamored with Patrick Mahomes like all of us is, he makes a mistake. You say, ah, well, you know, whatever. I mean, but he, you're he not made, enamored in with love Dak with to the Dak same Prescott. Way. No, no, I like Dak a lot. I just don't like him like Mahomes. I, he hasn't won an MVP. Has never been to a Super Bowl. He's never won a Super Bowl. I, I, you know, year in and year out, Mahomes puts up better numbers. He looks better to the eyeball to me. But, but what's interesting about what Key is saying to me, Jay, is clean it up. There's no like magic bullet. And Key's won a Super Bowl, and you both have achieved at a very high level in professional sports. There's no magic bullet. What does clean it up mean? It means go back. Look at film, correct your mistakes, self-evaluation, right? That's, that's the extent of it. Pretty much. I mean, it's just about being tighter in your everyday actions. I mean, look, has Dak been having a phenomenal year? Um, I mean, they've been having a, a good season thus far. I mean, I, I think we had higher expectations considering the talent that is on the Cowboys, but they dealt with, you know, a plethora of injuries. Dak himself has dealt with some injuries that he's had to get through. But my thing is, it's all about hitting – your peak at the right time. I still think the Cowboys can do that. I'm kind of over the conversation whether he's in Key's first bucket or not, to be frank yeah. with you. Like he's a very it, good it's, quarterback. It's about what they that. have the opportunity to reach, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And if they do hit on all cylinders, comparing the way their defense is playing now compared to what it was originally, if that offense, if you're telling me, Dak, there's still room for improvement – I think that's scary for the Cowboys. I mean, I'm looking at the line getting well, healthy, the receivers yes, key getting healthy, the defense getting healthy. Is. They have a lot of talent there. He'll throw, you know, he'll throw for damn near 35 touchdowns this year, mm-hmm. about I don't know 4,600 yards or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he'll complete close to 70 percent of his passes. Yeah, most teams would love to have Dak Prescott. I mean, I, I'm just saying. That's all. I, I'm just saying. You'll appreciate this, Key. You know where I have Dak? I have Dak in that second bucket, but with a ladder, climbing out. Like, I have where where you have, like, Justin Herbert is where I have Dak Prescott. He's he's, he's, he's leading that second second bucket. And sometimes it looks like, wait, he has his foot in that first bucket. Is he going to take that other foot out and put both feet in? Um, You know, look, in the end, I like him at the quarterback spot. You know, there's probably four guys – Three guys, depending on who you ask him, four guys, better than him to me. Other than that, I'm good. Oh. So, meantime, speaking of – you brought up Jared Goff. Speaking of Goff and the L.A. Rams back, oh, you know, gosh. last year. The Rams are at Arizona. Remember, they got whooped up at home by the Arizona Cardinals. Key, last year – like, people forget about Arizona last year – they were winning and winning until Kyler Murray got hurt. Then they stopped running them, and then they started losing. You brought up the fact that it's not just all air raid, throw it all over the place. Kingsbury started running the ball more with the backs. Mm-hmm. Rams kind of got to win this game, right? Like, it's a hell of a matchup, but they kind of got to win this game. And that's the thing, if, if you were listening at the time when Rex Ryan was on with us a segment or so ago, that's one of the things Rex talked about with Cliff Kingsbury. The fact that he got away from doing the traditional air raid. I'm going to throw it all over the lot and got a little more balance in terms of running the football with Connor and Edwards, Edmonds. That says a lot. And I said that from day one, where everyone thought that I didn't like the air raid system. No, I don't like what they do when they go five and four wide out and do not run the football. But Cliff Kingsbury in the offseason put an emphasis on dedicating themselves to getting 
more of a balanced attack, sort of kind of what sort of kind of like what Lincoln Riley did at Oklahoma. Oklahoma ran the football, although they ran the similar of the air raid, but they ran the football. And that's what you have to do. And I think he realized that he can't go very far with a scrambling quarterback relying on him to be the only only uh, only force that you have in the running game. You needed to line up and hand the ball to running backs, and he's done that. And now he has the Rams up against it. And Lewis Riddick, ESPN Monday Night Football, on the Goodyear Hotline. In addition to that, Lewis, good morning. Keys talked about the way – Kyler Murray throws the ball. It's like a handoff. Like, you know, he's, he's the guy who's running around and also threading the needle and just throwing these pretty catchable balls. Yeah, look, Kyler, Kyler's in a groove, man. He really, in talking to him, has a great grasp of this offense overall, obviously. He's had it from day one. The players around him are better. He says everything has slowed down, slowed down for him. He's seeing things much clearer pre-snap. And therefore, he's just more confident with everything that he's doing as far as executing the passing game, but just as well making sure that they're in the right run plays based so, on the fact that everyone is so worried about the passing attack. And the, and look, I heard Keyshawn just talking about it. The, the, the run game part of of this offense is a huge part of the offense because they have a nice one-two punch with James Conner and, and Chase Edmonds when Chase is healthy. You know in a game like this tonight, again, it's going to be a major, major factor because the Rams don't like that. The Rams want to rush the passer. They don't want to play the run. I don't care what they tell you. They don't want to play the run. They like to rush. They like to get sacks. They like to get after the quarterback. Cliff recognized that. Cliff knows that that's what the, the, the NFL is about. Look, he's a guy who loves Bill Belichick, played for Bill Belichick. He admires the do-whatever-it-takes mentality to win football games. So he's not going to just throw it just because he wants to throw it because that's what he did at Texas Tech. And they built this team that way, and that's why. That's why this team's 10-2, and because they can beat you in multiple ways. The Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. I got Odell in Daily Fantasy tonight. Because I just feel like he it's 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 due. He's overdue. What kind of impact do you think he's going to have tonight? Well, you know he may be overdue, but I will tell you this: the Rams also are kind of going back to how they used to be when Sean first arrived. Okay, they need the offensive line to have a little bit of relief in terms of having to drop back and pass protect all the time because. Because, Max, when you look at this offensive line, one through five, they're not great pass protectors. They're just not. So you can't have them dropping back and, and them sitting in uh, in empty and having Matthew Stafford getting bludgeoned the way he has when they have become one-dimensional like that. And, therefore, I think with Odell, look, he's going to get his targets, but it's it's not going to be high volume because it's just it doesn't add up to, to the way that they need to play. Sony Michelle – that's where you're going to see the high volume. You're going to run the hell out of the ball tonight because that helps their offensive line. And if you watched their offensive line last week against Jacksonville, these guys were high-fiving each other just from getting four- and five-yard runs because they were knocking people off the ball and offensive linemen like that. And that's what they need. That's just honestly what they need. They need to be a more under-center run play action, and then we will get into the gun when we need to and let Matthew Deal change the tempo up, maybe go some no-huddle as a change-up, a mixer. But this team needs to run the football. 
They do. And they should run the football against Arizona because Arizona has shown that when they're not making a real concentrated effort to stop the run, meaning putting some more bigs up on the up on the front, maybe going with four or five defensive linemen like they did against San Francisco, there's holes. So you need to run the football because I'll also tell you this. This is probably the least talked about but most talented secondary in the NFL. And they will lock your rear end down. They got some good, good players. Just keep your eye on two guys tonight. Keep your eye on number 20, Marco Wilson. Rookie corner out of Florida, and keep your eye on number thirty-four, Jalen Thompson tonight. The safety, an absolute heat-seeking missile. These guys can play. The Cardinals are for real. For real, the Rams have a tough, tough, tough assignment tonight. Lewis, you watched—I don't know—six or so games, getting prepared for this uh, Rams game, probably on the Rams' offense, just alone, not yeah. even talking to the people in the building. How much pressure? Mm-hmm. How much pressure? do you sense is on Matthew Stafford tonight against the Cardinals? Yeah. Um, he, you know, Matt, Matthew's very, and, and Sean, I mean, you know how these guys are, you know, it's, it's always, they're going to paint the most positive picture and make it just about, you know, doing what they need to do in order to win a game and not really looking any further down the road, et cetera, et cetera. But, but they also know Matthew knows what, was given up in order for him to get on this football team. What he doesn't have at his disposal anymore, uh, you know, relative to a guy like Robert Woods not being there, you know, not having, you know, Daryl Henderson was out last week. He really didn't play. They've, they've lost some people in the, in the running back room. The tight ends have just not been able to come along outside of Tyler Higby. The offensive line has had some issues. They lose their center, Brian Allen. So he knows what's on him when it comes time to drop back and throw the football. And Sean knows, McVay knows, that, yeah, there's some holes in my offense. There's some holes in the offensive line. I lost one of the, the heart and soul, really, of the wide receiver room. I'm trying to integrate a new wide receiver in Odell Beckham and get him up to speed on a daily basis. So, yeah, they feel the pressure on top of the fact that before this season started, and even as the season started, started off when they, uh, you know, they win three straight, then they lose one to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals beat them up a little bit in week four, then they, then they win one, two, three, four more, and then they lose. Now they've lost three in a row. They're all over the place right now. And right now, and now, now they're up against a division rival who does not fear them anymore, who doesn't come into the game thinking, you know what, we just need to compete with this football team. Maybe we'll get a win. No. Kyler Murray put it very directly. We, we're not, we don't feel like underdogs against this team anymore. We don't feel like underdogs against anybody. So, yeah. Matthew knows what's at stake tonight, and so does Sean, and they need to be locked in and play pretty much a damn near perfect game because 1-53, through 53, the Cardinals are better. They're a better football team. And I, I know people aren't used to anybody saying, you know, people aren't used to hearing that the Cardinals are better than teams. The Cardinals are one of the best rosters in the league, period. Tonight's a big showcase for them. Lewis Riddick. Let's see what, that, what happens. Lewis Riddick, ESPN Monday Night Football Analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Wool and Max Lou, I, I got to ask you about Kyler Murray. Obviously came back last game, uh, had four touchdowns, threw for a pair, rushed for a pair. What, what do you need to continue to see out of him in order for this team to reach the ultimate goal? Just the kind of efficient quarterback play that you've seen so far, Jay, which is make great decisions, distribute the football wherever the offense dictates that it should be distributed, 
make the special plays when you need to, be the X factor when you need to. Aaron Donald breaks free tonight because they don't have him double teamed. Then Kyler, look, man, you're a special athlete. You're just going to have to make the difference. You're going to have to be the difference. You're going to have to get away from that guy. You're going to have to get away from Vaughn sometimes. Sometimes it's not going to be perfect. And he's, he's, he's ready for that. He accepts that. He told us, look, I told y'all back in the summer when you were here for the preseason, his words, that this was going to happen, that we were going to be good. Because of the veteran additions that they brought in, like Rodney, like J.J., I'm telling you what, they cannot be more excited about how the veteran additions have helped this team mature and play poised in big games and how they're going to play an even bigger role now, even though J.J.'s not playing. And that has had a real tangible effect on Kyler. He is dialed in. He's locked in. He knows this offense better than Cliff, as good as Cliff, at the very least. He just needs to keep doing what he's doing. And right now, he's playing at a historic level. Not just, oh, that's pretty good. You know, he's the first pick. No, at a historic level. Completion percentage, yards per attempt. Completion percentage above expectations. QBR. Kyler Murray is doing historic things that haven't been done in a long time in the NFL at quarterback. So, if he can just keep doing that and, and stay in the mindset that is allowed him to play that way, this team's going to be there in the end. This team will give any team in the NFL a run for its money, if not just beat them outright because they're that good. And we're just not accustomed to saying that with, about the Cardinals. But, again, big showcase tonight. Indeed. I saw a tweet the other day, and I thought, oh, wow, Kyler Murray, like th- this per- completion percentage and on – you know, yards per attempt, he's at this percentage, and that's historically great. And I kept thinking it was an analytics guy who did it. And then I was, oh, no, wait, that was Lewis Riddick. A hell of a stat yeah. you tweeted out the other day, Lewis. ESPN Monday Night Football analyst Lewis Riddick. The Monday Night Football preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Have a great call, Lewis. Look forward to it. You got it, guys. Thanks a lot, as always. There he is, Lewis Riddick, ladies and gentlemen. Whether or not uh, we'll see a one-and-done, the question is, coach in the NFL, a one-and-done coach. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Urban Meyer's not going to change. Does he need to? Does Urban Meyer need to change? Is he going to stay head coach? Where's he going? Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, Key, first, before we even play this Urban Meyer sound, 
There was a real interesting Bill Barnwell article on ESPN.com. I suggest you check it out, everybody, about how the new kind of pay scale in college football coaching ranks is going to the kind of impact it may have on the NFL. Key, what do you think about that? Is what's going on in college football, is it possible that that could have an impact on Urban Meyer's future? No, I don't think so. Uh, because there's only a there's only a handful of programs that's going regardless of what type of money the college football landscape seems to be making there's only certain programs that's going to be able to pay that type of money and there's only certain programs that's going to be at the top of the pinnacle um you know and and so Urban Meyer's going to get whatever he's getting if his decision is based on finances he's going to get that from the NFL there's a big difference in college when you look at programs, Alabama, LSU, they're going to be able to pay at the top of the meat market. There's no question about it, Texas A&M. But then when you get down to Oregon State, they're not, they're not paying at the same level as Alabama. You know, Colorado's not paying at the same level as Alabama. So there's a certain handful of programs that will pay, but those programs, aren't they, they don't have vacancies. Nor will they have vacancies anytime soon. That's why they're paying the coaches the type of money that they're paying them so they can win games. Yeah, you see, I, for, for Urban, look, I, he's going to stay there in Jacksonville. I, I don't see him going anywhere, first and foremost. Obviously, when he speaks like that way at the podium, he's saying things with conviction that it makes you feel, Max, as if there is security behind how he's saying that with the tone and what he's saying, right? You, let, let, you want to play that again so we could hear Let's it? Let's hear it, yeah. Okay, here is Urban Meyer, Jaguars head coach at the post-game presser. Listen to this. What's the answer? Uh, start leaking information or some nonsense? No. No, that's nonsense. That's garbage. That's, uh, you know, that's once again, I've been very blessed. I've not really dealt with that. I've, I've not dealt with, well, did you hear what he said? What? No. Let's improve on offense and get our quarterback in a position to be successful. That's our focus. What someone's brother said or someone said, someone said, that will, that will occupy very little of my time. And if, if there is a source, that source is unemployed. I mean, within seconds, if there's some source that's doing it. Jay, so you yeah. think that the fact that he sits there with the kind of authority to say he's going to get rid of someone right quick – means that he feels job security. Yes. I, I think he does have job security. And all I'm saying, I, I don't see Urban Meyer being fired this year. Now, next year it could be a different story. But this is why I think a guy like Urban Meyer will always survive. So what, he's lost, I think, nine games or ten games right now. Mm-hmm. That's more than what he's lost in his entire tenure at the Ohio State. So regardless of how bad things get next year, I think you will have a slew of college coaches with the way money is going. Um and who knows what's going to happen in college football with job vacancies and things of that sort with coaches. But there will be somebody who will look at him and say, okay, it didn't work out on the NFL line, but, man, he has a way of making it work on the collegiate level. And because he wins games, Max, at a high clip on the collegiate level, somebody inevitably will take a shot at him again. Key, do you think that the fact that he talks about getting rid of someone if he finds the leak real quick suggests job security? No, his job security was there when he signed the contract. So I don't, I don't read into anything that he just said as job security. He is there as a, the head of football operations, the head the, – he's the head dude in charge, okay? Yes, there's an owner in Shaq Khan that's there, 
But Urban Meyer reports to Sean Conn. Ur- Urban Meyer does not report to the general manager, the president of the team. He reports directly to the owner. Financially, the owner made a commitment when he signed up Urban Meyer. So everybody already knows this, and he, he is speaking the truth. There's something to be said for leaks, gossip, people trying to set their own nar- narratives and set certain things up. So if I'm Urban Meyer, man, I put a trap out there so cold, and and and, and somebody's gonna bite. You know that guy, he'll bite. Whoever that is, they're gonna bite on that trap because they think they got some juice. And they got some juicy news. So they're gonna go run and tell somebody. And then all of a sudden, he'll know where that leak is coming from. I've seen it done so many times, especially in coaching circuits, as well as in this business I'm in. I've seen it. Where a guy thinks he's got the juice. Ooh, ooh, I got this. And he goes and he tells somebody, not realizing you're the only fool that know. So where else is it going to come from? Yeah. No, I mean, that's the age-old way of catching someone out there. And I, tell ooh, I love you watching that type of stuff. If, yeah, you see if it, if it comes <laughs> back to you. You know, look, I, if, if you uh, – I, I did this just as an experiment. Google Jaguars, right? Mm-hmm. Here are the headlines, Okay. USA Today, Urban Meyer's disastrous tenure with Jags needs to end now. That's for the win, right? CBS Sports, uh, NFL grade week, seven, week 14 grades. Jaguars get an F as Urban Meyer rumors, etc. Uh, NJ.com, which is a great website for like a Giants fan. Ex-Eagles coach would be, a per- would be perfect for Jaguars if they fire Urban Meyer. Mm. Here's what's protecting, according to Yahoo Sports, Urban Meyer right now. The Jaguars owe him a ton of money. Uh, Sports Illustrated, Urban Meyer is bringing nothing to the Jaguars. This is all in the last day, the last, some of them times several hours. Uh, you know, and we have Urban Meyer denies uh, Jacksonville Jaguars reports. You know, but the point is, and it doesn't mean, Key, you'll talk about a lot of the germ spreading, as you call it, in the media. It doesn't mean that that's the reality. But the perception among media and fans is that this is a disaster and but, Urban Meyer's time is ticking. But is, that, but is that really the reality amongst the media? Or is the media or is the media taking its cue from somebody else and they don't want to get beat on the story, so they just follow the lead? Yeah, possible. Instead of really thinking for themselves, like I see a lot of times in this sports profession, mm-hmm. people can't think for themselves. That's true, by but, the way. You're right. And it can get started in people, uh, you know, like it's, it's not hard to manipulate the media. I would say, well, let me ask you this, Key, before we – go ahead, Jay. I was going to say, you know, we're talking about – you guys talking about germs spreading and about see who it comes back. Just know Urban Meyer has the power for now. For now. That doesn't mean he's always going to have the power. Like, there are regime shifts and things change. So people are always – that's how business works. People jockey themselves to put themselves in position in case there is a regime change. If that doesn't work, because you never know, it may not work with Urban Meyer. Now, I can't give Meyer an F – as a grade for his first season. It's his first season. They picked number one in the draft. Mm-hmm. Of course they're going to stink. And I have seen some fight in them at times. I, I couldn't give him an F. I, I wouldn't give him a very good grade right now. But I think, the, I think the jury is out. Key, where are you on the job he's done so far? Uh, he's a football coach, man, with a bad team. Mm-hmm. His, his, first of all, when you are coming from a college and you haven't never, ever coached in the pros – your relationships are through college. You don't have strong ties and relationships in the pros. So, one, it's hard to build a staff to start with. It's hard to build a staff. 
even though you say, well, coaches is coaches, it doesn't matter. They're coaching college coaches. Pro. No, it does matter because college coaches approach things differently than pro coaches. Guys that have been lifers in the pros approaches way different than college lifers, assistants and, and, and assistants in the pros as well as assistants in college. So you start there by saying, how did he build his staff? Who is his staff? Okay. He took some guys from college and he took some guys from the pros and he tried to put them together. Did any of those guys in the pros ever coach with Urban in college? Some of the college coaches coach with Urban in college, but have any of the pro coaches ever coached with him? It's interesting. What you're diagramming here is the process through which a college coach becomes a successful head coach. That includes his staff getting experience 100%. with professional. It's interesting. Keyshawn J. Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Who's facing more pressure tonight in the big matchup on Monday Night Football in the NFC West? The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Keyshawn hey. J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Who is facing more pressure tonight, Matthew Stafford or Kyler Murray Key? Kyler went to Stafford's house and tore them up. Him, he and the Arizona Cardinals tore them up at L.A. Now L.A. tries to return the favor, but who do you think's facing more pressure in this game? Well, I think the pressure is going to lie on Matthew Stafford. Um, when you look at, you know, you just go back to how they acquired him, what endured inquiring him, giving up two first-rounders and a third-round pick, moving Jared Goff at the same time. Uh, inheriting his salary, saying to the world that the reason that the Rams are not in the Super Bowl or winning a Super Bowl is because of quarterback position. Now that you look at the quarterback spot being gone and in comes Matthew Stafford, such high hopes, and yet and still they are in the same position essentially as they were with Jared Goff in the same spot. Nothing's changed. They, <laughs> they ain't undefeated. Nothing changed. In fact, they're on a losing, I think, I believe they're on a, a losing four of the last five or something silly like that. So, you know, it's certainly Matthew Stafford. When you're sitting 
at eight and four, and you're two games behind the Arizona Cardinals, the Cardinals have an opportunity to relax and chill, although they won't. The Rams are stressing right now because the San Francisco 49ers are looking up their rear. Disgusting imagery, but go ahead, Jay. <laughs> yeah, it's easily Matthew Stafford. Um, the chronic back pain, Some you and I were talking about, Max, during the break, is, um, man, like what a horrible thing to deal with. And then your play is also deteriorating along with your back at the same time. And we may mention on this show of Cooper, uh, Cooper Cup and how he – you know, should be in the NFL MVP conversation, even though he probably won't get it because it's pretty much a quarterback-given thing. Uh, but the numbers he's put up this year are pretty incredible, right? Like leading 100 receptions, 1,300-plus receiving yards, 11 touchdowns. But when you think, think about the one game that he looked subpar, that was in the game versus the Cardinals, right? Five catches, 64 yards, 13 targets. So you start seeing things like that. You're like, all right, Matthew Stafford, this is a moment for you coming off not playing well with the back injury, can you perform at a high level with all the different talents that your team has acquired and make it start to come together on Monday night football stage? It it is very um, interesting how all of a sudden, and and this is not directed towards you, Jay, even though you mentioned it, it, his back is becoming an issue now. It's just, it's it's mind-boggling where – all of a sudden, that's the conversation now is that Matthew Stafford has, is playing subpar because he has back well, issues. Well, Key, let me ask you about that. because Yeah, back issues when y'all re- acquired him. Yeah, but right, right. Fair enough. But, but like, if Kyler Murray is hurt for a while, he comes back and has a bad game or two. Not that he did, but if he does, I'm thinking, well, yeah, he just came off injury. He's dealing with something. Or heading into, like, him getting, let's say he gets taken out for injury and it's something you haven't really heard about. And it's like, oh, because his shoulder was really bothering us. Something like that. Matthew Stafford was playing really well early in the year, and then it tapered off. And I wasn't thinking about his back until Diana Rossini brought it up on the air last week. And I thought, huh, because she's there like he's never going to complain. It's bad. So when our reporters start telling me uh, his back is really no good, then it starts to click for me. Oh, wait a minute. And he, you know, obviously there's some, it seems to me there's some cause and effect there. Are you saying that at this time of the year everyone's banged up, it's no excuse, or, or, or we're looking to make excuses for, for his poor play recently? I think it's more about looking to make excuses for his poor play recently because he was playing, he was playing pretty good football, I would say, for the, about the first six games of the season. And then all of a sudden it, it wasn't playing so well. That Cardinal game was a while ago. That Cardinal game was not yesterday. Right. Yeah, so, no, I, I agree. I, I, I mean, totally agree with I just, you about the pressure. Just, I just find it funny that all of a sudden he's got back issues. But but he has pressure issues. You're right. He Now, on the one hand, they drafted him first overall in Detroit because they went winless. Then they got him. The winless days were over. They made the playoffs three times. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, but the, yeah, but as soon as he left now, they're a one-win team. So you saw he actually lifted that franchise to a certain level pretty much by himself when you look at what happened before and after him, right? I think it's fair to say, hey, but we pick he was and valuable. Choose. We pick and choose who we want to make excuses for, Max. Mm-hmm. We pick and choose. Well, but that's, that's the my whole only thing. point. No, no, I get we it. We pick and choose – he was supposed to be the guy that was going to take them to the promised land. Season's not over. They may very well end up playing in their own home stadium for the Super Bowl. No, no, Key, I, I, I agree. I'm saying I get it. 
Um, on the one hand, there's that about Stafford. On the other, they traded so much to get him. For so many years, we're like, well, he's winless in the playoffs because of Detroit. I can't think of a player where there's more pressure on him in the NFL right now than Matthew Stafford. Who's facing more pressure? Matthew Stafford. That's it. Is that, and, but, and, like, and, and maybe Aaron Rodgers. But Rodgers, I, I guess, wants to – Rodgers has been balling There's some pressure mounting on Dak. But yeah, but it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure uh, on on Aaron Rodgers because of everything that uh, 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 have been accumulated over the last year. There's a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford, and there's some pressure, like Jay says, on Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott's a real baller, though. So Lance, in the end, Lance he's because, going. He pressure because they paid him all that money, and mm-hmm. they got an opportunity with a team that should compete for a Super Bowl title. But again, Dak Prescott is a real baller. So he he might come out of it on the other end a year or two from now, you know, with with maybe he don't get to the Super Bowl this year and that pressure continues to rise and then two years from now he wins the Super Bowl. But it's immediate pressure on Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I immediate think so. Pressure. I thought Jay the whole time, once the playoffs start, there's no more pressure Agreed. than on Matthew Stafford that he's the most but as the way they're struggling, kind of the pressure starts now. And what, what bigger stage than Monday Night Football to take on that pressure head on? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Against a team that people have deemed to be the best team in football from beginning until where we are now. Meantime, Kyler Murray whoops up on him again, and pretty soon it's like, wait a minute. Uh-oh. When you talk about buckets and who's the MVP and who the best player in football is, he's sort of forcing his way into that conversation. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max back tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.